Hey everyone, we are back for another episode of Real Pastors. Excited to be back, continue talking some Batman, and uh, Gary made it just in time. I, I did. Started. I literally just sat down, threw down some coffee so fast I burned my throat, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm ready for some more Dark Knight Deep Dark Knight Deep Dive. Don't hurt yourself. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> here we are, and what an episode we have planned for today. We're here. It's Friday. We're talking Batman. Yep, and we're talking a Batman that if you know those who have seen the thumbnail, we're talking a Batman movie that is in fact a movie that was in theaters, but yes. I feel like no one really remembers it. They do not at all. Nope. No, we all know about the ones we talked about last week. They know about you know the mistakes that happened after those, and we they know Dark Knight, they know Batfleck, but this one is a struggle for some people. I don't think they really know what there is and. uh and this is Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, mm-hmm. movie based off the uh, Batman animated series mm-hmm. that came out um, after the original Batman movie, the Michael Keaton movie. Um, and so, and it, and it decided, that when they did that animated series, they decided to make it a serious take that kids will enjoy, but also adults can watch. And they wanted to really have that film noir, or however you say that word, take. So it had, noir. had this noir. So you had this take of like, it looked like it was set in the thirties yeah, and stuff like that. But then at the same time, it was very futuristic with a lot of things. So mm. it, uh, it had this really cool take and animated series is still praised to this day, but uh, no, not a lot of people talk about this movie. No, they don't. And that's kind of one of our main talking points is we're going to kind of ask the question why, because one, you know, people probably saw our thumbnail and be like, oh, these guys are talking animated stuff. There's no, I thought they're theatrical. Well, this did have a theatrical run. Um, mm-hmm. This was a Warner Brothers property that they pushed out. And uh, it had a – I remember very vaguely because I was very little, but I remember seeing – you know, going to see like – I think it was like Last Action Hero and stuff like that. I don't know. Uh-huh. I remember seeing posters, the, posters of this. But for some reason, I never saw it in a theater. Wish I would have. But uh, this was a theatrical release that Warner Brothers took seriously based on the very popular, still very popular, Batman the Animated Series. And mm-hmm. I, I dare I say, I know this is not necessarily an episode about this, but the greatest animated series of all time, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Not, probably really close. I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't know what else would rival it. Yeah. To be honest with you, because it's just so good. Here's what people need to understand about animated series. It's so good all the way around. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think of I think of great animated shows like the classic X-Men or the or the Spider-Man cartoon shows. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, those are great great shows, but they didn't have the attention to detail animation that yes. Batman had. So Batman had great story, great characters, voice acting, everything was superb, but like it, it also the animation itself was just phenomenal they, they they even took their animation seriously like they didn't want to they didn't want to make it fluffy kid jokey stuff like yeah. things that had come before it and uh we're like even though x-men was awesome spider-man was awesome ninja turtles was awesome yeah they ninja still Turtle. they still had that like kind of cutesy drawing to it yeah ghostbusters yeah ghostbusters mm-hmm. great stuff but mm-hmm. when you look at it as a whole i i don't i don't know what's better than batman well, I think the difference is a lot of those other shows, they were, and this just came to mind, so hopefully it makes sense. They had like the Saturday morning cartoon vibe to it. Yeah. You know, Batman animated series, that was a primetime show. Mm-hmm. 
that was that was a that was special viewing. You know, I don't know exactly when it aired, but it it, it had just and there's very few things from our childhood animated wise. This movie definitely included that we'll go back and watch. And I don't know about you, but I'll go back and watch and I'll think, oh, that's you know, it's nostalgic. I enjoy that, you know, right. like the first two Ninja Turtle movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this I appreciate this even more as an adult than I did as a kid because I see the detail they took. I can appreciate it more and I see how they just paid uh, homage to the lore of Batman so well. Mm-hmm. And to make something so good that I could watch people can watch it as kids and then come back as adults and like it even more. That's, that's, that's uncharted waters for a lot of content. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it ages very well. I mean, there's a reason why when they announced, Hey, we're releasing the whole set on mm-hmm. Blu-ray at first, it was hard <laughs> to find. They couldn't keep up with the demand. They we were, couldn't. I remember all the days back in, back in the day, sitting in your office depending on the day or my office and just talking right. about how are we going to convince our wives that we need to drop a bunch of money on <laughs> yeah. the Blu-ray set because, and, and I'm happy to say both of our collections have it. Yep. Um, however, how many times we sat there saying our movie collections, our Batman collections will be nowhere near complete if this is not there. Yep. You know, I remember one time we talked about buying it together and just sharing custody. <laughs> yeah, we did. Just to try to help with the finances. Yeah. yeah. There's a picture. Um, Sorry, it just popped up. The Christmas my wife got it for me. I have it saved on my phone. It's one of the funniest things. You can just see the joy in my face. Sorry, I know this is not good for podcasting, but uh, yeah. sorry, I lost it. Yeah. Hey, oh, right here. Here we go. Put the camera. You see that? What? <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah. is. laughs> With all your red stock, red sock stuff on. Oh, and absolutely. You're still just like, absolutely. yeah. I gotta have. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a good day. So. I know, and I ended up getting mine because I, I went to Walmart because it, you know, oh, yeah. you go to Walmart. You always check Walmart Target. You always check the movie. You got to check. You got to. And check. then I check, and the thing was on sale, and it was just mm-hmm. like, and I was like, oh yes. So I got it right then and there because I was like, I can't, I can't pass this up. I have no mm-hmm. idea why it was on sale, but it was, and it was mm-hmm. the last one they had. So mm-hmm. I was like, not that's it. I'm grabbing it. And then yeah. uh, I told the wife, and she was just like, eh, well, you've been talking about it for a while. At least you got it cheaper. And I was like, yes, you thank you. <laughs> it was all those things, kind of like the old gunslinger. You're going to ask, you know, shoot and ask questions later. We're going to buy and ask questions later. You know? <laughs> yeah, except the consequences as they come. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, will I sleep on the couch for a while? Maybe, but I'll be able to watch something great. But yep. So, what is, uh, go to our rundown here. What is the history you have with this movie? So I remember when this came out, so it got us a cool little picture here. When this came out, like, yeah, and so like this poster, I just remember seeing it everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was just like, or like at least the image of Batman and the Phantasm like above it, at least like that whole ordeal. Um, just seeing that, of course, when you watch the animated series, you know, each afternoon, they advertise the heck out of this thing. Mm. Um, and again, like just like other Batman stuff, toys, everything was everywhere. Um, but I remember, here's, what's funny is I remember going to the movie theater and, and watching this as a kid. And I remember as a kid kind of walking out being like, that was kind of boring. Like just uh-huh. like, like mm-hmm. as a kid, I mean, I was, this came out in what? 90, 93, three, 93. Mm-hmm. So I was eight years old. And then, so, you know, I go with dad. I remember my dad was just like, Hey, this, this thing was awesome. It was so good. And I remember being like, Batman wasn't really in it. And mm. I was like, Joker was barely in it. as a kid. I wanted like Batman and Joker to be in it. Yeah. And and like, and I was like, they were barely in it. Like, I mean, I know Bruce Wayne was all in it, but I didn't get it. And then it was one of those things, like, I didn't watch it for a while. 
Um, and probably because I was spoiled as a kid too. Like, I mean, you had animated series every day. You had Batman. Yeah, yeah, something. Right? Yeah. And so, but as I grew older, you know, I had a uh, a younger cousin who was obsessed with this movie, and uh, and of course he saw it like after it was on VHS and stuff. You know, his dad bought for him, and then I rewatched it with him, and I was like, oh, this isn't as bad as I remember. And then each time I watched it, I liked it more and more over time. And I mm -hmm. think it's because of that. As I got older, as I understood more things of life and stuff, I understand. I was I was able to get like a layer deeper into mm -hmm. this. So as a kid, it was where's Batman? Where's Joker? There's barely any fighting. What's happening? What's this love story? I don't care. You know? <laughs> and then as I got older, I appreciated the different um, layers that this movie had. And to the point now where I'm like, this is just a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was glad. So I wasn't sure I, you saw it in the theater. That's pretty cool. I did not. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I remember being advertised, didn't see it in the theater for some reason. I'm, I'm younger than you. So I was, I would have been, yeah. you were eight. I would have been 93. I'd have been four or five. I don't know. I can't do math. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh so i remember this movie being a preview on the free willy vhs tape we had oh yeah so back in the day you didn't you, you didn't have you, you couldn't skip the previews you just sat and watched them and i remember seeing this and you know i like free willy the michael mm -hmm. jackson song made me cry you know and uh <laughs> fair and so we watched True Willie all the time, and this always came on. So a friend of mine had it, like you said. You got a cousin. I had a friend that had it, and we watched it. And uh, I just always thought, hey, this is a really good Batman movie. This is really good. Um, and I didn't understand all the details to it till much later in life. But I remember really liking it, but never hearing anything about it. You know. Mm -hmm. And I do you remember Movie Stop? Rest yes. is full, Movie Stop. Wonderful place. Wonderful place. So there was a movie stop in Fayetteville, North Carolina that I used to frequent quite a bit. And I remember going in there one day and I found this on DVD and I was like, Oh, I remember this as a kid. I remember really loving this movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, I brought it up to the counter and I told the guy, I was like, I didn't even know this was on DVD. I remember this movie as a kid. And he goes, he looked at, it, he goes, Batman phantom. I was like, <laughs> clearly no phantasm. You see it there. <laughs> this is what you want to buy. And I was like, yeah, I love this movie as a kid. And he was just like, I remember telling him what was I remember being so great about it, but that 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 right there tells you my history of this movie. Mm -hmm. I bought it on DVD. I remember rewatching it for the first time in years, loving it, and telling the 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 clerk at Movie Stop the greatness of this movie because it was reminded me. I was reminded of this movie, but I was also reminded not many people know this movie. Not many people understand yeah. its greatness, and it is a forgotten gem in the Batman lore. It really yeah. is, shamefully. Yeah. Yep, it is. And I'm not sure. Again, we were kids, so and I didn't really take time to look up numbers or how it did or anything. But it was like like that's the it did thing. not make a ton of money. Yeah, I just don't I don't remember people talking about it much. Like unless you were a fan of animated series and you went out of your way to watch it. Like I don't know who actually did this because I know there's a lot of fans of the animated series, but at the same time when it comes to this movie, people just didn't connect with it for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh like if I if I found someone who did know about this movie or did watch it, I, the, their reaction was always like, "Oh, I just remember it was boring," and that oh, was it. Yeah, and like that was always the reaction I got. Like, "Oh yeah, that one was kind of boring," but I think it might have been the same thing. Like what I had when I was a kid mm -hmm. was if you loved the animated series, you expected this detective slash action, lots mm -hmm. of Batman that that we got week in and week out. Yeah, and since that wasn't this case, this was more about like the detective side and then a deeper look into Bruce Wayne. Yes. It really was Batman. Since this is that's, a character yeah, since study. 
Yeah, since that's what it was, I think that's why people didn't connect with it. Yeah, and chances are, so I mean, yeah, it was a six million dollar budget. Opening weekend is one million eight hundred eighty nine dollars. Uh, gross U.S. Uh, just over five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't make his budget back, not even worldwide. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, it just did not make a whole lot of money. And I, I'm thinking this might be one of those movies that word of mouth when it came out on VH, excuse me, VHS, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just people appreciate it more over time. And chances are, there's probably some confusion. People probably thought this was just a special episode of Batman animated series, and he was waiting for it to come on Fox. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe. So maybe nobody knew it was in theater. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that is yeah. So it is a not talked about a lot, um, and so that's why today we're going to talk about it. Yep, and we've already kind of uh, dug into it a little bit mm-hmm. um, of what it is. I mean, but basically the premise is is you have this new phantasm, this new villain that shows up, which was exciting because when you already had. Um, all these villains throughout the animated series, you have a new villain to show up and he has to deal with it. But then to figure out who this villain is and how to stop him, because this villain is out there killing uh, mobsters. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's like, I got to stop him. He has to, he finds out stuff about his past and he's got to dig into some past histories, some past hurts, some past love life kind of stuff to really un, like dig up what's going on because these are people he hasn't talked to in years. Yeah. And so he's really got to dig back and do that detective work and that study to figure out. And this really was a push for Batman, you know, to, to, to use his detective skills a lot more than, you know, his punching skills. Yes. And, and even though we do see a little bit of how he earned his punching skills and, and stuff like that. And then you kind of get this, um, kind of even like brief little backstory of Joker as well mm-hmm. in it. That's, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute, but you even have that. And so this is, that's what this really, this movie really boils down to. I don't know if you have more to add there, sir. I think it boils down to two things. It's what make this makes this movie great. Contrast the two main people in this movie, Phantasm and Batman, two people that want justice, mm-hmm. vengeance, that are going about it in two different ways. And that creates the other great part about this movie, which is conflict. The conflict mm-hmm. between the difference of what, how this phantasm person, I don't want to spoil anything because like I said, people I haven't seen it, why they're going about doing what they're doing. They're doing things the exact opposite way. Batman, they're killing these mob bosses. And Batman's like, no, that's not how we do things. Right. So that creates that conflict. While also, in my opinion, the best part about this movie, the conflict, look, conflict, conflict with Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. trying to figure out, okay, do I want to continue as Batman or do I want to have a normal life? And this movie, in my opinion, paints the best picture of that than anything we've ever seen Batman-wise. I mean, there's, a, there's an amazing scene where he's at his parents' grave and he's grieving this, this choice, mm-hmm. you know, because he, he's discovered love. He can pursue love or he can pursue to be Batman. And he, he says something. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm paraphrasing. He says, I didn't expect to be happy. I didn't expect yeah. to make this decision. And uh, it's just stuff like that. This, you know, the character of Bruce Wayne, yeah. and man, is just portrayed so well. In, in an hour and 15 minutes, mind you. This is yeah. a very short movie. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, like, even, even within that, that contrast, but even 
the similarities between those two characters, between the Phantasm and Batman. Mm-hmm. Like it's and like it really does like when you look at it, like you have you have them both having like not tr- without anyways, I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but you both have they have similar backstories mm-hmm. that happen at different times in their lives, but a similar backstory that causes them to crack to suit to seek justice. Mm-hmm. But then you but then because of a one or two decisions, Batman goes one way, the Phantasm goes the other. Yes. And so even seeing that, it's like it's like he had to look in the mirror himself mm-hmm. and even realize not only is he happy, but it's like, man, only a few decisions and I could have been that. Mm-hmm. And and you see, you had that struggle there too. And that's where um, I just think it's it's pretty brilliant. Because even at the beginning of the movie, when the Phantasm first shows up, people think it's Batman. Yes. Like, so even the dress, like, so they really are putting up this, this side-by-side comparison and, and like comparison and contrast set up between these two. Which again, that was one of those things as a kid you don't appreciate. No. But as you get older, as an adult, as you understand more things, you realize, wow, look what they did with this story. And mm-hmm. the fact that they had they had the courage to do that for a kids movie. Yeah. I mean, kudos to the writers and everyone yeah. who did this. It's almost like the Kevin Conroy and all them, the people that made this, they were like, It's a cartoon. So the studios they'll just assume it's a kids movie or kids mm-hmm. stuff. We're gonna put some serious stuff in there. They'll never pay attention to it. They're worried about whatever you know yeah. <laughs> so it's like yep. it's, it's almost like they're hiding behind the fact that it's a cartoon so we can get away with this you mm-hmm. know and uh yeah all that and two of my favorite images in batman are one because i'm contractually obligated to mention batfleck in every episode is when ben affleck bruce wayne is staring at the batman cow through the glass mm-hmm. um i have that's my wallpaper on my phone or my favorite right. images um, and the other is when it's telling Batman's backstory, Mask of the Phantasm, where he's he's becoming Batman and he's got the he's he's got the mask and he's holding it and he's just looking at it. And he puts mm-hmm. it on and turns around and Alfred just has a look of horror on his face when he mm-hmm. sees Bruce Wayne, this 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 guy that he has raised become Batman. Like he sees yeah. what Bruce Wayne has become and he's just like, that is such a great example of who Batman and Bruce Wayne is. And uh, another thing I noticed, because watching this now, we've had the Nolan. Oh, that's a cool shot. I like that. We've had the Nolan movies. We've we've obviously Mm -hmm. had, you know, the Keatons and stuff. Um, Watching this now, you see kind of where, especially Batman Begins, Nolan definitely got some inspiration from this movie, I think. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I would think so, too. I mean, just even the way the like the phantasm, the villains handled the storytelling, all that. Mm there had to be inspiration from it but in all fairness the whole animated series was an inspiration for a lot of people oh, yeah. and a lot of yeah. different things that we know and love today um yeah and like even this picture i bring it up because it even shows like how it's trying to show how even the phantasm talking about the comparison and contrast and stuff like i mean if you look at this yeah batman's there but look who's looming over and like mm-hmm. and you always think of like someone looming it's always batman yeah he's always the one but now some batman has someone behind him so that's why I like that picture and just the yeah. seriousness of it, the noir esque of it. Walking through, um, you're like, "Hey, Batman versus Casey Jones." <laughs> yeah. Oh right. uh, yeah, Google as he yeah. would say. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you see those that cool stuff there, and yeah. um, and this was, and I brought this up just to even show further of just the animation style. I mean, this is, oh man, it turned up smaller than I thought, but like just that classic animation style where you have like all the shadow the shadows and the grading and all that and how they and the thing is they throughout this whole thing and in this movie they use this kind of shading and dark and stuff to really 
bring Gotham City to life and bring you the terror or the horror of what's going on. So yeah. I'm going to take that off there because that thing's tiny. I thought it was bigger <laughs> than that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then you still have – what I still like too is just they still have – it still f- it feels like a Batman movie. Yes. But like, you, but like you said, it's a character study more – on the mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne side of things, which I think that's where it might have lost some audiences. And I, I would hope that for those who have watched in the past and like, eh, I would hope you revisit it because I think yeah. you'd appreciate it a lot more now. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, check it out. If you haven't seen the animated series, check it out. I think it's on it's on HBO Max, I believe. Or mm-hmm. you can buy the physical copy because, you know, we're fans of that. Uh, and um but give it a chance, check it out, and uh, give it a rewatch because it's it's worth it is worth a rewatch, you know, worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we haven't mentioned yet, which we would be remiss if we haven't, is Kevin Conroy mm-hmm. bringing Batman to life in right. such a profound way. I just realized I spelled his name wrong, but yes, yes, yeah. I think I did too. Yeah. Kevin Conroy, if you're watching, we apologize. Yeah, sorry, sir. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like this is something like if you watch, uh, and I know you have, Gabe, you watch some behind the scenes stuff and documentaries on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were looking for a while for a Batman and they couldn't find someone who could do, like we've talked about before, Bruce Wayne and Batman. You got to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when Kevin came in, he, he, he self-admittedly, he was a Broadway guy, did some writing, did some other stuff like that. So he's never done like, like anything like this. And this is the first time he's done voice acting. And then he was trying to figure out how to do Batman and stuff. And then, so he kind of talked normal as Bruce Wayne, but then when the Batman, he did that, you know, he did the, okay, got to change the voice up a little bit. And he did. And of course, when you're doing, when you're doing voice acting, there's a lot more you can do with your voice that you may not necessarily do if it was like live, mm-hmm. but you would do it. Cause you feel like you have more freedom because the, because the character, the animation is doing all the, like doing all the the work per se, like the uh, mm-hmm. I was the facial features and the expressions. Mm-hmm. There we go, and all that kind of stuff. Um, this is why like you can be a little bit more over the top, and it's almost like since Kevin Conroy understood this about Broadway, because on you know when you do stage acting, you have to be a little bit over the top so it looks semi normal. Yeah. So he how much more over the top? So he kind of was already bred for that. He had to be over the top even more to get it to come through and to fit perfectly. And then of course not. I, mean, I don't know about you, Gary, but anytime I I read, I, I read a comic book, a Batman comic book, or I see a picture or something. It's his voice that's in my head. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Which for me, it's just like, I, and this is why, like when we talk about like the best Batmans and stuff, mm-hmm. like for me, it's just like the best Batman of all time across anything is Kevin Conroy. Because anytime I think of Batman, if I'm, if I have to play his voice in my head, it's Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't think of Michael Keaton. I don't think Christian, but it's Kevin Conroy. He's in my head. So that's mm-hmm. why for me, I'm like, this guy has, has made it. He is Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think because he does such a phenomenal job. I, I, he's the, he's the voice of my childhood. You know, that's what I've yeah. put it before. It's like, you know, and not so much like, and you're right. Anytime I've read very few comics, anytime I read a comics, that's what I imagine. But anytime I go and watch, other animated Batman movies. Like there's some really good ones out there. The mm-hmm. dark Knight returns part one and two Peter Weller voices, Batman, Bruce Wayne, Peter mm-hmm. Robocop himself you right. know, does great, but it's not Kevin Conroy, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, and he's came back and done a few things outside of the animated series, but he just does. He's just 
so top notch at it. You know, him mm-hmm. and uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker. I mean, come on, yeah, you know? uh, just yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, you which know? fun fact, Mark Hamill didn't even voice the first time Joker showed up. Oh, really? Yep. The first episode when Joker showed up, I forgot who it was. It was another guy. And they were like, ah, it just doesn't stick. It doesn't stick. So they called wow. Mark and they brought him in. Wow. And then from the second time Joker appears on, it's Mark Hamill the rest of the way. Yeah. And so that's why you have a little bit like it sounds similar, but it's a little bit different. Yeah. And um, and Mark Hamill's thing was he was he was scared, right? Like he was scared to do this because he was I'm like, sure. oh, but Jack Nicholson. I yeah. That's just what it was. It's like, oh, well, what about yeah. Jack Nicholson, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was scared to do this role until someone's like, hey, just just do you. Don't worry mm-hmm. about Jack Nicholson. Like, you do Joker the way you think he should be done. And mm-hmm. then so he made up all these voices and stuff like that. I actually just saw a little behind the scenes with Mark Hamill the other day where he's talking about all the voice acting that he's done. But, of course, how Joker's his favorite because he had so much freedom. Yeah. And he was able to make it iconic. I mean, again, so just as much as Kevin Conroy is Batman, he is Joker. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill is Joker, the, the voice of childhood. Like I love Heath Ledger, I love Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. as Joker. But again, one of those things. Any, if you look at any other animated movie, what do they try to do? They try to do it like Mark Hamill, or they bring him back. Yeah, or they just bring yeah. Mark Hamill I back. I think the Killing Joke just came brought out a couple years ago. Yeah, they brought them both back, I believe. Yep, yep. And for the it. and for yeah. the Arkham video games, it was Kevin yeah. Conroy and Mark yep. Hamill. I mean, yep. and other people who did those voices before, but mm-hmm. they had to bring those two back. Yeah, and. And it is because they are, as I pull up on this, they are the Batman and Joker now, mm-hmm. at least for people our age. Like this is what we know. And if we yeah. show our kids, the next generation would know. Yeah. I mean, Mark Hamill's our, is our Joker, just like, yeah. you know, Kevin Conroy's our Batman. That's yeah. It's like trying to change, you know, you know, uh, you got Van Halen trying to put in Sammy, Sammy Hagar instead of David Lee Roth. Like we're going to see through that. That's, yeah. that's not Kevin Conroy. That's not Mark Hamill, you know? Yeah. And I am always, and, and, I'm always, when it comes to animated versus live action, I'm always, my natural response in anything is to put them in their own categories, okay? Mm-hmm. What's best animated? What's best voice work? What's best live action? Because they are different. However, oh. I always make an exception with these two because they are so good at it that they deserve to mm-hmm. be in the conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, and c- Cash, my dog's not happy with <laughs> yeah. us. But, but uh, they're iconic. Yeah, yes. That's the thing. Uh-huh. It's like these characters – were already iconic. And then these two men took these characters to another level to the point where now it was like, like even in mask of the phantasm, it's like, if you don't have Joker in this movie, you have failed this movie, you know, like it, that's just kind of how it's, how it's set up now. And then when you, th- again, when you think about it, when people do Joker, like they expect animated series Joker. Yeah. They expect to hear the, the mon- different levels of maniacal laughter. They expect mm-hmm. to hear the puns. They expect to hear the yelling with like, like just like the bipolarness, if you will, of Joker, how he's all over the place, the, 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 the unpredictability. Like this is all now expected because of this. Like, yes, uh, Jack Nicholson did a good job of being like crazy Joker, right? Like crazy murderous Joker. But then this one, it was just like, okay, this guy, the reason why Joker's scary because you literally can't predict anything. You can't predict yep. his words, his actions, his mood nothing you don't know what is coming from this guy and the fact that mark hamill was able to pull that through just with his voice is what makes him even more phenomenal for this role and it's why this is iconic the same with batman mm-hmm. you know he was able you were able to connect with batman because of the way kevin conroy uses voice that's why these two guys are just heroes of 
of all, of animation, heroes of voice acting, heroes of Batman and Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Uh, and I think there's a YouTube video out there of Kevin Conroy. He's at a panel or something where mm-hmm. he reads some of the Dark Knight dialogue um, that Chris, and it is so cool to hear. So I, I, if you if you're out there, check that out at some point. Someone, it's really good. Yes. That. So. Yes, yeah. do that because it is anything with kevin conroy man like just look up kevin conroy on youtube mark hamill joker batman mm-hmm. tons of stuff pops up and if you want to learn more it's it's just great and please do so because what these guys do with these characters again it's iconic and so many people like myself like when you see a video game if you see comic books if you see movies like you're expecting it to be similar to that yeah. And that's why to me, it's like, man, if even if you're just voice acting, if people are looking at it saying, man, I need to be as good as Mark Hamill was, or I need to be as good as Kevin Conroy, like we need to live up to that standard. That's that to me is like that. That's what sets you on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this they did this with just their voice is what impresses mm-hmm. me more about those two men's acting skills, because yep. you have to portray so much with just your voice. And it's just and, and they just nail it perfectly. Yep. And. What a movie! What a show! Check it out, animated series. I don't know. I, don't, I know we're not rating rating these movies, are we? Mm-hmm. But no, uh, we're not. if we were, Fa- Mask of Phantasm, uh, five out of five for me. Um, yeah, it is. It, it is. It's a it's a masterpiece in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best Batman films we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I think that's where it gets hard for me. Like when you talked about categories, that's where it gets mm-hmm. hard for me because it's like, okay, well, I also understand you can do things in animated an animation that you can't do in real life. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, doesn't translate well. So that's why for me, it's like, okay, but now we're going to look at best Batman movies. Mm. It's kind of hard to throw that. It is in that yeah. same category because it mm-hmm. is like, for instance, like I, I love the Spider-Man movies. Right. And probably Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse is my favorite, but mm-hmm. I also Different. realize that yeah. it just, they were able to do things in animation. They can't do in live action, especially that movie. Yeah. 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 So. Well, definitely, I think it's safe to say, story-wise, it is it is up there at the top with Batman movies mm-hmm. and animated. This is animated Batman stuff. This is the top when it comes to the movies. And there's some really yeah. good ones out there. Um, so a lot of them, I think this might be the only one that's theatrical. I think a yeah. lot of them like Sub Zero. Yeah, that that was like straight that. to DVD and straight DVD, which they're they're still good. But man, this was this was peak. Yeah, peak yeah. I think the only other animated one. Is Lego Batman? I think so. Yeah, that was theatrical. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. I don't, I don't think anything yeah. else came out theatrically. Yeah, so. because they're all like an hour twenty, hour and thirty. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't really justify, yeah, that theatrical release. Well, and, mm-hmm. and maybe they did that because of this movie, because this it movie made, also wasn't very long. It didn't make a lot of money. So maybe after that, they were like, uh, let's mm-hmm. not worry about it. Push it to DVD. You know. Yeah, which some of those movies that come out later, like I'm okay not seeing those in theaters because they weren't like, yeah. It wasn't like this movie. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. This is this is greatness. Um, yeah. Well, do you have anything to add? It's a shame we didn't like so, this movie. I know it. It really is a shame. And so, and and it is. Oh, and this is okay. So here's the question that you had, Gary. It is that we haven't Ruta. talked about yet. Yes, it yeah. is that we hadn't talked about yet. Best Batman story we've seen on the screen. Like, and yeah. I like the way you worded that question because, like we just said, it's hard to mix the two categories. But you said story. Yeah. Well, my heart goes to The Dark Knight. 
obviously, which we'll talk about in a few weeks. But I think without something like this, maybe we don't appreciate the Dark Knight as much. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, pr- probably, you know, mm-hmm. probably. I, th- I think, I think, I think so. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think as far as see, I think as far as story goes, mm-hmm. um, it, to me, and here's what's and here's what's ironic. To me, it comes up between this and the other animated one, the Lego Batman. Oh yeah. And the and the reason why, I mean, yes, that movie's hilarious and all that, but just like this movie did a character study on Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. so did Lego Batman. Oh yeah. And, but the Lego Batman did it with humor, where this one did it very I seriously. Wait to dive into that movie. Yeah. So like that's why for me it's like ah uh, I feel like Lego Batman if if that if that is is Phantasm is is number 1 Batman is Lego Batman's 1B. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like I I feel as far as story goes. Yeah, I get that. Just yeah. because like the, these both of these movies in my opinion have the least holes, they make more sense, they have the mm-hmm. character study where mm-hmm. other movies and again because of the story and the way they're written, they don't really have that kind of in-depth look. And, mm-hmm. and some of that might be, for instance, you said Dark Knight. I think the trilogy is a deep character story, mm-hmm. but I think each one individually doesn't do what these that like Phantasm did individually. If yeah. that makes sense. No, it, it does. Yeah, it's like you know, Batman Begins. We had the you know Batman's origin story. Well, this does it extremely well. First, mm-hmm. Dark Knight. We have Batman versus the mob. That's what this movie gives us. Also, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just and to to be something so fleshed out and so good in an hour and fifteen minutes is, is really impressive to me. Imagine if they got two hours with this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, even think about like the the love story and mm-hmm. then him struggling with 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 a love yeah. the love interest and stuff. I mean, you even see that in the Dark Knight Rises a little bit. Like he's trying mm-hmm. to figure that out with with Catwoman and even um. Or- I, I know it's Talia Al Ghul, but who ended ended up, what what the name she was going by, you know, it's like yeah. he's even struck. But but even then, throughout the first two movies, he's struggling on giving up the cowl for love, for yeah, yeah, for Rachel, which yeah. was in Phantasm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, but again, that's all fleshed out over three two hour movies, so six hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this did it in an hour and twenty and did it well. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, I think the answer. When you're talking about the Dark Knight trilogy and Mask of the Phantasm, I think the answer is just yes. <laughs> yeah. Just watch them and enjoy it and just be thankful we got something so great. And it makes me accept what we have, what we're going to be talking about the next two weeks a Oof. lot easier because, um, oh, I forgot to mention, I'm taking the next two weeks off. Um, my, uh, my mental health can't handle talking about these next two movies. So uh, I'll let you handle that on your own. Uh, well, I, I was just going to blow through both of them in one show because I'm like, there's no need to have them each well. a separate show. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Segue into next week. Join us as we talk the Schumacher era. Rest his <sighs> soul. And, and I will say this. Now that we have been more educated, it, it wasn't necessarily fault. Schumacher's fault. It's not. So we can pull back from that a little bit. I cannot put blame on the guy that brought us a time to kill in the Lost Boys and Phone Booth. You know, it's mm-hmm. Joel Schumacher. He directed some really good movies. Yeah. I think you like the next one more than I do, but we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Just, but we both loathe <laughs> the fourth one after that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 
yeah. in some ways, you know what? I'll talk about it next week. I don't want to get yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it next week. But, yeah, but I there you go. Say next week. Yeah, listen. See, you guys have just got a little sneak peek of how next week might go. Yeah, if that's, thought, that's what you got. Yeah, if you thought I was just way too serious in this episode, which I was, I just love this movie and I love the serious tone of it. Next week, you're gonna complete opposite. I'm. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Yeah. yeah, because if I if I try to take the approach to these next two movies serious, I will lose my mind. So be prepared. Oh, you can't. Listen, uh-huh. if we try to take the next two too seriously, yeah. we're just going to get angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, thanks for joining us, Mask of the Phantasm. If you have not seen this movie, or if you haven't seen it in a long time, go check it out. Um, HBO Max, I believe it's on HBO Max or mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Or buy the Blu-ray set. Target has it. Walmart has it. They have them now. They have them. It's check part it of the Blu-ray set. Worthy to any collection. Absolutely. So, so. Yeah. Now, Thanks, guys. Turn on the bell, subscribe, hit the like button, all that great stuff if you haven't yet. And uh, continue just maybe commenting along. Give us your thoughts, and uh, we will see you soon, hopefully. Yep. See you guys. Check us out on podcast as well. Heck, yeah. Check us out. See you.